Adyen is the payments platform made for today, tomorrow, and whatever comes next. With Adyen's single solution, it's simple to accept all kinds of payments in app, online, in store, touch free, and beyond. And it seamlessly adapts with your business. So keep your customers happy and your business growing with Adyen. Visit adyen.com to learn more. That's A D Y E N.com. I hate to break it to you, but you're in for a big surprise. Five years from now, Jane, who's resigning today, will ring the NASDAQ bell, officially launching her company on the public market. And what you'll soon realize is that Jane stole your most valuable data to start her new company on her way out the door. Learn how Code42 Insider can stop data theft and protect your organization's most valuable assets. Visit Code42.com to learn more. Good Monday morning to all you listeners out there. My name is West, and welcome to the Lead Me, Follow Me podcast. So today is our first day on the air. Um, we're currently live. We're six minutes past 8 a.m., uh, and I want to take a little bit to explain what this podcast was on the first episode of the podcast. So this is a little bit off air, uh, a little bit off of our normal schedule, and that's fine. I think it's great for an introduction. Um, so... The first thing is our introduction is always going to start with an inspirational quote of the day. Um, that's going to be followed. So the first video or first audio session, if you're listening, is going to be uh, probably one of my favorites. And it's called Welcome to the Grind. I'm going to play that every single episode to get us all fired up. I actually listen to this every day when I was in corporate world and I'm doing different things. I listened to this um, video. It was a video. It's on YouTube. And it's, it's, it's was so inspirational and so powerful to me. And you can look it up. It's called, you go on YouTube, look up Welcome to the Grind. You can see different variants of it. My, my, my favorite one is the Special Forces. Um, it just, to me, it just, it resonates more with me. It's stronger, more powerful. But I'm going to play that every morning when we first start with the show. And hopefully that attracts you to listen, to be motivated, to listen to what the messages are. And every day... Um, we're going to have a podcast. It's going to start at 6 a.m. in the morning, and we'll probably at about 6.30, um, if not 7 o'clock in the morning, uh, Central Standard Time. So that'll be 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we're going to have that Monday through Friday. Uh, but on Fridays, we're going to have our podcast live on YouTube. Uh, and the reason for that is so that you guys can actually see the podcast. You can actually visually see the podcast. You can see me. If we have any special guests on as well, you can see them during the podcast. So we will be doing that on Fridays only from 6 a.m. Again, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time to 7 a.m. Central Standard Time or uh, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 8 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. And that's only going to happen on Friday. So we are going to be Monday through Friday on all the podcasts. Every single episode, we're going to be talking about something different. Um, and we're, we're going to follow a little bit of a script. We're going to kind of go off script a little bit. Um, but we're also going to have uh, invite uh, questions, callers, anybody that's on Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube that comes in and has questions. We're going to answer those questions as well. The purpose of this podcast is exactly what it is. Lead me, follow me. Uh, this is actually going to be a book uh, that we're that we're putting together right now. I'm putting together the book, um, and it's going to talk about leadership abilities, the lack of leadership abilities, the growth in both your personal life and professional life, uh, the balance between your personal life and and, and professional life, uh, which is probably the hardest thing to do nowadays. 
And more importantly, it's going to give you tips, tricks. We're going to talk about different things. Uh, one of the episodes I'm hoping to do is a, is a whole resume segment. Um, and I want to get uh, visitors and listeners to send in their current resume. I won't show your name. I won't tell you, you know, who their names are. But I'm going to read the resumes, and I want to inspire you to either A, I want to know if that's a good resume, what sticks out about that resume, what are some things that would stick out in a negative way, what are some good things that will stick out in a positive way on the resume, and go through those those sort of things and give you guys examples you know, of that. Um, give you examples of like business growth, what are some good things that you can do in business, business practices, um, all these different sorts of things in the podcast. It's going to be really great because, again, all of this drives around oneself. That's why the title of this podcast and why it's the title of our book that's coming out, Lead Me, Follow Me. There's only lead and follow in the logo, and in the middle is me. Because if you can't lead yourself, how can you expect others to follow you? And that's the premise of Lead Me, Follow Me. So welcome to the journey, and more importantly, welcome to the grind. Like I said, every morning, I'm going to be playing this for you. So for the next three and a half minutes, listen closely enjoy, and then we'll be right back with our first episode, which is known as The Why. Rise and shine. 6 a.m. and your hand can't make it to the alarm clock before the voices in your head start telling you that it's too early, too dark, and too cold to get out of bed. Aching muscles lie still in rebellion, pretending not to hear your brain commanding them to move. A legion of voices are shouting their unanimous permission for you to hit the snooze button and go back to dreamland. But you didn't ask their opinion. The voice you've chosen to listen to is one of defiance. A voice that says there was a reason you set that alarm in the first place. So sit up, put your feet on the floor, and don't look back because we've got work to do. Welcome to the grind. For what is each day but a series of conflicts between the right way and the easy way? 10,000 streams fan out like a river delta before you, each one promising the path of least resistance. Thing is, you're headed upstream. And when you make that choice, when you decide to turn your back on what's comfortable and safe and what some would call common sense, well, that's day one. From there, it only gets tougher. So just make sure this is something you want, because the easy way out will always be there, ready to wash you away. All you have to do is pick up your feet. But you aren't going to, are you? With each step comes the decision to take another. You're on your way now, but this is no time to dwell on how far you've come. You're in a fight against an opponent you can't see, but oh, you can feel him on your heels, can't you? Feel him breathing down your neck. You know what that is? That's you. Your fears, your doubts, and insecurities all lined up like a firing squad, ready to shoot you out of the sky. But don't lose heart. While they're not easily defeated, they are far from invincible. Remember, this is the grind, the battle royale between you and your mind, your body, and the devil on your shoulder who's telling you that this is just a game. This is just a waste of time. Your opponents are stronger than you. Drown out the voice of uncertainty with the sound of your own heartbeat. Burn away your self-doubt with a fire lit beneath you. Remember what we're fighting for and never forget that momentum is a cruel mistress. She can turn on a dime or the smallest mistake. She is ever searching for the weak place in your armor, that one tiny thing you forgot to prepare for. So as long as the devil is hiding the details, the question remains, is that all you got? Are you sure? And when the answer is yes, when you've done all you can to prepare yourself for battle, then it's time to go forth and boldly face your enemy, the enemy within. 
Only now you must take that fight into the open, into hostile territory. You're a lion in a field of lions, all hunting the same elusive prey with a desperate starvation that says victory is the only thing that can keep you alive. So believe that voice that says you can run a little faster and you can throw a little harder and that for you, the laws of physics are merely a suggestion. Luck is the last dying wish of those who want to believe that winning can happen by accident. Sweat, on the other hand, is for those who know it's a choice. So decide now, because destiny waits for no man. And when your time comes and a thousand different voices are trying to tell you you're not ready for it, listen instead to that lone voice of dissent. The one that says you are ready. You are prepared. It's all up to you now. So rise and shine. Isn't that just... I don't, I don't know. It, it, to me, it is so powerful. And I listen to that almost every day. I, I want to say that I, I do my best to listen to it um, as, as many times as I can, right? And, and there's the thing. For the last uh, few months, I haven't really been in the winning mindset, right? Have you been in the winning mindset? That's, that's the question that we have to ask ourselves. Are you in the winning mindset? And I'll be honest with you. Most of you are probably going to say, no, I haven't been. You know, and a lot of us are are, are going, are, you know, self doubt. Uh, well, have I been? I've, I've, I've been trying. I've I've been trying, but I haven't been. Right? Depression kicks in. Um, you know, speaking from experience on myself, there, there's things that have happened in my life that have changed me from what I was doing to what I am doing now. You know, in a matter of months. And so, that video, I've I've made a pact with myself. I'm a little late in starting that pact. <laughs> life happens, right? I'm a little late in starting that pact, but that pact is I'm going to listen to that video. I'm going to listen to that audio, I should say, that that welcome to the grind. I'm going to listen to that every single day. And the reason I'm going to listen to it every single day is because it's going to give me self-motivation. That message that it's giving out, it's it's telling you to talk to yourself. And say, yes, I'm doing this. Today is the day. My body is against me. Right? My inhibitions are against me. Everything that I know is against me. But I won't let that get in my way. I won't let that stop me. And the reason for that is because I know, I know that I can achieve anything if I put my mind to it. And I think that's why this message is so powerful. Like I said, I used to listen to this message all the time. Now, if you're just now tuning into the podcast, welcome. Thank you, by the way, for being here. Um, but if you did just tune in, you kind of missed the greatest thing. It's okay. Like I said, every morning when we start the episode, we start the, the show, we're going to play that. And again, we're going to be live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to play that. We play it as, as our opening. That's exactly what we're going to do every single time. We're going to play that as the opening. And all you can hear is, well, rise and shine. You know, 6 a.m., ready to go. And here's the thing. The whole purpose of this podcast was to talk about self-growth in personal life, business life. And there's a lot of things that I bring to the table um, that I want to talk about here in just a second, but I want to start today's episode with the why. You know, why are we doing the podcast? Well, that's why. There's a lot of people out there that say I have an amazing voice. They say that I have a radio voice. Um, I believe half of them. <laughs> 
and I decided, you know what, let's let's do it. Right. I, I did a podcast one time before uh, as a streaming as a streamer as a streaming podcast, and and I still want to welcome uh, those guests back to uh, the podcast. But I wanted to do a different segment, if you will, uh, this this time for the podcast. The reason I want to do a different segment is because. There's a lot more that I can offer besides just streaming life. I can offer a lot more uh, growth in personal and business life as well. I've, I've done a lot of different things in my my 29 years of existence. And a lot of people will be like, there's no way. There's no way you know how to do this. There's no way. And trust me, I do. And you're going to find out if you stay here, listen to this podcast. Um, if you pick up the book, which uh, like I said, the book right now, it's in the works. Uh, haven't fully released it just yet. But when we do, you guys will be the first ones to get it. And you'll also get a discount if you're a listener of the podcast, there'll be a code I give out and there'll be a discount for it and it will be available. I believe I'm going to do paperback, but I'm also going to do uh, mainly on Amazon. You can get it uh, through the Kindle, for instance, or you can get it online. Um, and there will be a discount. It's not going to be super expensive. I'm not I'm not looking to make millions of dollars. That's not my, my goal here. My goal is to give advice and talk to people and inspire growth in other people. That is That is the goal. That is the absolute goal here. So that's part of the why of the podcast. That's why it's called Lead Me, Follow Me. You have to be able to lead oneself. And it's hard. It's hard. It's extremely hard to lead oneself. There's a lot of stuff that happens in life that gets us down. You know, you're you're talking to the person that probably has the most experience in that. Um, More on that in just a little bit. But uh, the whole purpose of Lead Me, Follow Me is that I want to inspire you to change you today. And I'm not saying I want you to change everything out about you because that's make that, that that's what makes you unique i don't want to change you into like a robot that would be ridiculous what i want to do is every person that listens to this podcast has something going on in their life right now whether it's something positive or it's something negative they have something that's major in their life every single person has something major in their life happening every single day we make decisions every single day and sometimes we don't even think about how those decisions will impact others. We we don't. We have no clue. But the cool thing about Lead Me, Follow Me is that I'm designing a program, a podcast, a YouTube, a book, a, a roadmap, if you will, that allows people to think in the positive manner. I'm going to tell you this one. The, the, the first thing about Lead Me, Follow Me and one of the first lessons that you will learn is positive affirmations. Nobody's gotten anywhere in life with a negative attitude. No one's gotten anywhere in life with a negative uh, persona, uh, a negative thought, right? You know, I mean, if you had a negative thought, maybe you may have, might have went to jail, if you, you know, thinking of negative things. But, you, you know, the thing about it is positive affirmations. And, I, and the reason I say positive affirmations and not positive thinking is because motivation is the difference there, right? Motivation is like a bath. You got to take one every day. Those that don't take baths every day, you stink. Please do me a favor. Take a bath, right? <laughs> but no, it, it, it is. It, it, positive affirmations. Saying things, speaking things into existence in a positive manner. Reassuring yourself that you're not where you want to be today, but you're going to get there. And the only way that you're going to get there is to continue to grind, continue these positive affirmations. So today, the episode's name is The Why. So I've explained what the podcast is, what we're going to be doing, how we're going to be doing it, 
Um, again, we'll be live tomorrow, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Central Standard Time or 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, you can catch us live. You can catch us afterwards. Uh, if you enjoy the content, which I hope and pray that you will, um, that uh, share it. Share with your friends. Share with your family. Um, share it on Twitter. That'd be great. Um, share it on Facebook. That'd be great, too. Um, we are currently only live on Spreaker right now, and the reason for it is because today is our first day of the podcast, which is fine. Um, tomorrow and the next days, hopefully, we will have uh, – we'll be, we'll be actually, we're, we're going for all the, the networks. So Spotify, Apple, uh, we'll be going to uh, iHeartRadio. So basically, all of your major platforms, we're going to be there. And I'm hoping that I get the opportunity to entertain you for about 30 to 45 minutes each each day, and uh, and we'll talk, you know. And if you have any questions whatsoever, you can follow us. We have a Twitter. Uh, we're going to be having a Facebook here shortly. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, our current username is at lead me follow. So at lead me follow. Um, and uh, if you want to join my actual streaming um, uh, profile, uh, you can find me at Mr. West seventy three. Uh, I do streaming and start starting to branch out to YouTube and other things with streaming, but uh, mainly this is for outside of streaming obviously we'll, we'll cut we'll touch on some things about streaming uh in here but if you have any questions or if you want to tweet at us a, a question that you want us to cover in one of the episodes of the shows um we will do that i will more than gladly do that for you guys so let's move in segment over to uh the second part of today's podcast and that is i was watching every day i'm going to have a, a video that i'm going to play uh, on fridays i'll play it live so you can actually see the video but i, I saw this video and it made me think about my situation where I, where I've come from and where I'm going. And I'm going to play the, uh, the audio for this video here in just a second. And the reason I want to play this audio for you is because I want you to listen to this. And this is, this is very powerful. So those that are in a nine to five job, eight to five job, and you're making anywhere from 20 to $50,000 a year, maybe $60,000 a year. Okay. This video is for you. And I've said this multiple times in my, um, stream reverse, if you will, uh, about the importance of family life. And I'm going to touch on this after we listen to this this audio. But this is so powerful. I want you to listen to it. And I want you to pay attention to what this guy says. Because he's he's right. He's true about all of this. Um, this video, um found this on Facebook the other day. And I started listening to it. And I said, wow. I have to share and talk about this video. This has to be my first episode. Because this, this, this has the whole stage. This has the whole stage for the rest of of our time here, uh, doing the podcasts. Okay. So, uh, this is actually was posted by alpha motivation zero. That's their, their tagline. I don't know if that's Instagram or that's Facebook. Um, but this was posted by them. And, uh, again, this is, uh, this is some good stuff. So I want you to take a listen to this and then we're going to talk about it here in just a second. Once you make about $60,000 a year for your family, but let's say for you personally, additional income makes zero has zero impact on your quality of life. Zero. So why work 80 hours a week? Well, men will do it, some men, very few. A handful of hyper-competitive men who are obsessed with hitting the pinnacle of the given dominance hierarchy they're in will happily work 80 hours a week, and they'll forego everything else, relationships, family, children, way in the second category. And so those men are often very difficult to live with, too, because they're so obsessed with their career. It's hard to have a relationship with them. And maybe they don't have much of a relationship with their kids, but they're damn good at what they do. And part of that is, is they're smart and disciplined, and they'll work nonstop all the time. It's like an obsession. And that's the sort of people who run things. Those are the people who run things. Those 
are the people that run things. Um, so this hit home for me. And the reason why I'm going to... Here's the thing. He's absolutely right. He talked about working... You know, if you're already... this is, I think what he's, what he's actually meeting is, is people that are on salary. Right? People that are on salary. But I mean, I guess hourly work too. Let's say that you're you're making 60000 a year. On salary. And on salary, I think it's probably like the worst that you could come up with. Because on salary, you're not paid overtime. You know, now of course, you know, your bosses will tell you, well, we pay you with other incentives. Like for instance, you know, paid time off. Uh, paid sick and uh, family leave, which is, you know, part of your time off. Uh, we give you options to a 401k benefit. We give you options for insurance. We, we, we were lenient. I think that's the biggest one that I've heard is you're, we're lenient, right? The problem is this, guys. Where you're working, is that your dream? Is that what you want to do? Or are you there because you need a paycheck? You need to make money for your family. You need to bring something in. What this guy was saying, if you were listening closely, was, and he said men, and that's and that's true. I'm one of them. That's why I'm, I'm speaking about it. You know, I'm one of them. I've done it. I've almost ruined my relationship with my wife. Uh, I've, I've, I've almost, I've, I think I have. I think I've tarnished the relationship with my family. I'm trying to rebuild it. Um, but I, I, I've done it. I've done it because of, of the corporate world. I've done it because of what he said, you know. Why work 80 hours a week? If I'm only getting paid for 40 hours, why am I working 80 hours? I'm giving up 40 hours of my life to somebody else. I'm giving up time. I don't get back. You give up time that you don't give back. And I think this is so important because nowadays, more than ever, employers, they don't want to get rid of employees. It's hard to find employees nowadays. So employees have more of an advantage. You know, the whole, eh, well, I can't really do that, you know. Here's the thing. Don't ever feel bad for saying no about something when your boss, like for instance, if it's if, if it's a if it's a um, you know uh, a self-made you know business where the boss is actually the CEO of the company or the boss like you know, built the business from the ground up, their business is their business. It's not it's not it's not yours unless you're like a true partner with them. It's not your business. You working the additional hours. What what is that getting you? The incentive is not there. You're not getting overtime. Especially if your salary, you're not getting overtime. Oh, I'm I'm there because I I'm important and uh, and I I serve an operational role and so therefore I have to stay there because if I don't, then I feel like if I don't do it, the business is going to fail and my boss is going to be disappointed. Are you really trying to justify the reason why you're working so many hours over and you're not being compensated for? I I I've done it. I've been there. Before my recent event that happened, I have always had the mindset, my work ethic has been above average. I think it's actually been exceptional. I think it's been one of those things that you're always driving to be. And that started at a very, very young age for me. I've always wanted to be better. I've wanted to be that person, that competitive player. Again, he said competitive men, right? But if I'm going to work 80 hours, I'm not going to work 80 hours for someone else. I'm going to work 80 hours for me, right? That's the drive. That's the motivation. I'm not, I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm doing it for me. And there was a lot of times in my life in different positions that I've been, that I've, I've held in different companies where the drive was at the end of the day, I wanted to run the business. I wanted to be that 
focal point. I wanted to be the guy in charge because then working 80 hours a week sounded reasonable. It sounded necessary. But here's the catch. It's not yours. Right? It's not your dream. It's not your vision. It's not yours. So why work the 80 hours? You don't need to. 40 hours is all you're obligated when you're in salary positions. 40 hours. They try to get you to work more. Right? They, they try to get those free hours. They're trying to get 40 free hours out of you a week. And at what cost is it to you? And at what cost is it to your family? What can you do with that extra 40 hours? Think about it. With those extra 40 hours, can you go to the beach with your family? Can you enjoy life with your family? Can you not miss any moments? How many of you guys have been on call, worked at Christmas, Thanksgiving? How many of you have gone into a store, retail store for instance, and worked a Thanksgiving or Black Friday and lost the time with your family? We all have done it. I've done it. I've done it plenty of times. The weekends. I've had my phone and I've been on call on weekends. And for what? So the business continues? Is that part of your job? Are you being compensated for that? These are all things that you have to think about. These are all things that you have to worry about. And the reason I say that is because it happened to me. And I don't want people to be like me, right? So when I first started, a little bit of backstory about me. Um, you guys can call me West uh, or you can call me by my real name. My real name is Ryan. Um, and I will not give my last name, of course, but you can call me either one. It's really awkward for people to call me Ryan now that people know me as, as West, and that's fine. You can call me West. That's my internet persona, if you will. I'm the same person, same voice. And um, I, when I was in high school, this is where it started. I was in high school, and I was, uh, I was a go-getter in high school. I joined uh, ROTC, and, uh, and I rose to the top. I, I went from the bottom of the totem pole all the way to the top. I was running the entire core when I was a senior. And my focus in life was to be better than I was yesterday, to leave a legacy behind, uh, to do something better, to do something greater. And uh, I, I carried that forth with everything that I did um, in college. Um, when I went and, and had my first job, when I went and got my second job, when I went and had my third job, fourth job, fifth job, so on and so forth. And uh, at every time, no matter where I went, I realized that Number one, I was a natural-born leader. I've always been a natural-born leader. And I never had the courage until recently to say no. I was always one of those guys that if you needed something done, I would do it. Like I would, I would patiently wait on the sidelines for someone to say no just so I can swoop in and be the saving grace and say yes. How many of us have done that? You probably have. If you're listening to this and what you're looking forward to and what you want to get, you probably have done it at least once. I know because it was stupid of me to do, right? It got on my mindset that I was doing something greater. I was doing something. I was, I was, I was valued. I was, I was worth something to somebody. And so the first time that this really dawned on me and happened was when I was working at a company, uh, I, I helped them grow exponentially. And I started uh, at the very bottom, worked my way up into uh, retail, and then from retail went to service, and then from service I went to basically being a manager um, of the location. And of course it was me, it was kind of like me at the totem pole, it was uh, two owners and me, and then the rest of the of the staff members in different departments and all that. So basically I was pretty much you know, called the business manager at that point. I think it was my official title was operations manager, um, but I was like the business manager. 
And what I did was I I I learned. I I wanted to to be again that beacon. And I, I learned everything I could. I, I learned the basics. I learned the retail side of things. I learned the service side of things. And by that point, the, the bosses, you know, they trusted me with my decisions. They trusted me. They, they saw me as more than just being a staff member, you know, a person, just, just, just an employee. They, they saw me as being manager worthy. They saw me as a leader. So they entrusted me. They instilled in me the values uh, that I, you know, had always wanted. And I went along with it. This is my first time being a fool. And I'm going to admit that. <laughs> First time being a fool. It won't be the last time I've been a fool. Um, but they, they say, you know, the old saying is, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? So, uh, you know, fast forward, and I'm, I'm basically running the show for this company. And I'm not hourly. <laughs> I'm salary. And that was the first mistake I made. Because when I went to this management position, you know, being a manager requires you. Requires you. To work a minimum of sixty to seventy hours a week, you can't you can't go to any position out there and be a manager and not be expected to work over sixty hours to seventy hours a week, minimum. I mean, in the pandemic, managers were working a hell of a lot longer than that because the employees, you know, employees was shortage, and so I had to give up my weekends. I was on call all the time. My phone was by me all the time. I had to make decisions all the time. It was stressful. And and the difference was I wasn't compensated. I wasn't compensated properly, right? And so uh, I remember I never went to my boss in that job and asked for a raise. And that again, this is where I call myself, I'm the fool. I never asked for a raise. Here I am working 60, 70 hours a week, making uh, 22 $23 an hour and no raise. And I wasn't working uh, overtime. I mean, I, was, I wasn't working overtime because I was on salary. So the, the, the free 20 to 30 hours they got a week was royally free. That was 20 to 30 hours out of my life I cannot get back. But it's 20 to 30 hours of investing my time to learn different things. How to not run a business was a big one. How to not expand a business was a big one. I learned a lot of failures in in this first company that I worked from. And they weren't failures on me. They were failures that I observed that I said, you know what? I'm never going to do that. I am never going to do that. Like, period. And so because I said that, I've learned all of these different small and big tips and tricks and and and, and royally have changed my perspective on how things work in life. So... Um, I ended up ultimately, uh, had an ultimate decision to make, uh, had a, something happen personally in my life. And, uh, the, the whole personal thing was, um, I had someone that, that, uh, passed away that was very close to me, um, in a very short amount of time was like a mentor to me. And, uh, when that happened, uh, went to my boss, said the boss, Hey, you know, I'd never ask off or anything like that, but I, I need to, I need to ask, you know, off, um, I don't know how long, maybe a week. Um, and, um, cause this is, this is hitting me hard, you know? And the boss said, you know, ah, well, I understand, man. I'm, I'm sorry for, you know, your, um, I'm sorry for your loss, you know, condolences, you know, as normal, right? Being polite. And, um, and then proceeds to say, you know, take the weekend off. You know, I think it was like a Thursday or Friday. It might have been a Wednesday. It might have been Wednesday. I can't remember exactly when it was. But they said, um, you know, take, take to the weekend. And uh, come Monday, I need you back to normal. 
Come Monday, I need you back to normal. Those words still resonate with me, and I'll never forget them. Two things happened when he said that to me. The first was in my head, I knew that what he really meant was, I need you here because without you, my business doesn't run without me. And I don't want to be involved. You've been doing such a great job. It's all yours. I want to reap the rewards of your hard work. So therefore, I will take care of the business between now and this weekend. And come Monday, I need you to be back to yourself. So that way, I don't have to work so hard. This is coming from the boss of the company, by the way. The second thing. He didn't care about his employees. And, and that was evident from the very beginning on some of the programs that I wanted to implement with the company. But he didn't care about the employees. He didn't care about me. How, how, can, you, how can you demand... And it, I took it as a, as a demand. How can you demand someone to be back to their normal self after something tragic happens in their life? After they lose somebody that's close to them, after they lose a mentor, after they, 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 their whole life might change. Sunday night rolls around. I tell my wife to follow me to the, to the business, to the office. I went into the office. I had the key. You know, I, had, I, I said I could go anytime I wanted to the office if I wanted to. Um, went in the back door, had the the gate and everything else else opened. Went into the back door, went into my office area on my desk. I put down my phone, my company issued phone. I put down my company issued credit card. I put down all of my shirts and my pants. I put actually put those into our our shirt and pant laundry basket. I turned all those in. And then the last thing I did was I turned in my key. And I left a note um, that said, you know, I quit. And I locked the back door. I locked the gate. My wife and I drove home. She was fiancé at the time. But, you know, she she's wife now. So I called her call wife and drove home. And I, I never looked back at that because that was the first good decision I made. I think the boss tried to call me on a different phone, you know, try to figure out what's going on. But I think the message was pretty clear. And I hope it was. And if it wasn't, then shame on them because they didn't get the message. You can't treat employees as if they're not human beings. You can't expect them to follow suit on something like that because it's your vision versus their vision. Your vision is not their vision. And that's where a lot of bosses, bosses, and, and again, we're going to talk about this in this podcast. It's where a lot of bosses, notice I'm saying the word boss. That's where a lot of bosses go wrong. I'm not talking about leaders. You know, a leader could be a manager, a leader could be a boss. I'm talking about bosses, and you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say bosses. They're not leaders. They're not someone that you actually want to follow. Those are just bosses. And a lot of times, we hate our bosses. In a work environment, if we don't enjoy the work environment, if we don't enjoy the social influence of others, we hate our work environment. We hate our job. And we start looking for somewhere else. How many of you guys have done that before? I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> so fast forward. I started working for another company. And uh, this company was, uh, it's, it's actually a really big, so I'll give you a hint, like I said, the name of the company. But it, this company... 
This episode is made possible by PwC. The future calls for digital transformation you can trust. That's why the new equation is business-led and cloud-forward, using secure technologies to drive tax-efficient solutions for today and tomorrow. It's how people and technology work together to transform transformation. See how the new equation is building trust and security with the latest tech at thenewequation.com. Hey, it's John. You want to look and feel your very best? Visit the team at Cool Contours. They are the number one cool sculpting provider in Virginia. Their award-winning team of certified cool sculpting elite and cool tone specialists work with you to create a fully customized treatment plan to achieve your dream body. Learn more at cool-contours.com. That's cool-contours.com. As ranked by Allergen in June 2021, cool sculpting leads FDA clear to revisible fat bulges in nine areas of the body. Some common side effects include temporary numbness, discomfort, and swelling is a very big um, shoe and retail company. They have multiple locations all throughout the United States. Um, they actually have two different brands that they do. And uh, I signed up to be the store manager. Right, I was looking for something, and I decided to be store manager. And with my credentials, you know, I went into the interview. I, I think I killed the interview the first day because – actually, I think – I remember I, I did kill the interview the first day uh, because the, the woman that was interviewing me said, would you like to start today? And I said, sure. <laughs> Why not? You know, I need a job. Let's figure this out. I, um, I inherited a lot of problems, as, as store managers do, you know, and that's something that I learned um, was – Whenever you are going to like a retail store or you're going uh, somewhere that uh, a manager had left earlier uh, abruptly with uh, with no reason, <laughs> there's usually a reason behind it. And that reason for me uh, in this particular situation was that, uh, which I later found out, was the fact that there was really no management um, directives. Uh, so, for instance, when you work for this company, you were pretty much a figurehead. Right. And, and while my name was still store manager, um, I didn't really have a say in a lot of things. Um, we had a lot of high school kids, um, 17, 18 year olds, juniors and, and seniors. And uh, they worked. I mean, when I say they worked, they worked. Some of them worked 40 to 50 hours a week. And uh, and, and they did that. They worked hourly, of course, but they worked for like seven dollars and 50 cents, like 25 cents above minimum wage, $7 and a quarter is minimum wage, federal minimum wage. And these guys worked for $7 and 50 cents. I think one of them, one of them was making $7 and 75 cents an hour. And he had been with the company for two years. So I came in my first day uh, there as, as acting store manager. Uh, And actually before then uh, I went in incognito, which I'll talk about that. That's a good strategy. I'll talk about how you can do that. Um, but, uh, I went incognito and I learned, I, I talked and I spoke to people my first day in, I surprised everybody because they saw, they knew me, they saw me, those that, that knew. And they were like, Whoa, like I just saw you the other day. It's like, yeah, you did. And I introduced myself as new store manager. And you know, we had a good conversation. My first question that I asked every single person is I want them to think of three things that right now need to be changed. What are what are your grievances? You know, as employees, and this is something that if you're listening and you are a manager, I encourage you, I implore you to do this. If you care about your team, if you care about the people that work for you, I implore you to do this. If you haven't done this already, go to them and ask them this question and be open about it. And when they tell you 
these answers, they tell you what their grievances are, don't just let it fall on deaf ears. Do something about it. So we talked, and a lot of the, a lot of the things were, uh, which I knew number one was going to be the pay. I knew it because I already see what I do. I plan things uh, in advance, and so one of the things that I did when I when I left that first day from the job because I was you know having to do store training and all that. Um, when I left that first day, the one thing I asked my district manager, who was the one that hired me, I said, uh, "Can I please have the pay rates of all of our?" employees in the store and also how long they've been there for and you know all that because I want to know you know who the employees are I want to be able to walk in you know that fresh Monday Tuesday whatever day it was I forget which day it was that I went in fresh and started but uh, I wanted to know the information about all the employees because that's important I you know not only should I know their name but I should know how long they've been working there for I should know how much they're getting paid I should know what their you know average sale volume is you know because that tells a lot about that person I should be able to tell their attitude based on the first moment I meet them. I should be able to tell what kind of an employee they are. And so uh, I asked her for that. She she gave it to me before I left, and I studied that weekend. And I remembered I was looking through, and I remember all the pay rates. And I was just thinking. I already knew that was going to be a big thing. I was like, this guy's been working here for two years, making $7.75. And if you look, he has been a top earner of the store because the store worked on commissions too. He was a top earner of the store for like six months in a row. And to give him a 50 cent raise. Now, look, I know they're in high school. That was my biggest argument. I know they're in high school. And I know technically we don't have to give them raises. But when you when you when you do that to someone who is just starting out in the world and you don't teach them how to be, a, you know, what to look for in a good management, what to look for in a good boss, what to look for in good retail. Right, good, good. Look for in in in, uh, in a company. You're you're going to to set them up for failure, and, and I hated doing that. I didn't want to set anybody up for failure. Never, ever, ever want to set anybody up for failure. So I remember that would be the first thing that we talked about. One of the first grievances that all the employees had was the pay, and they weren't even you know they weren't even asking for a lot. You know, um, you know seven seven dollars seventy five cents guy. Uh, he was like you know I've been working for a while. I feel that you know I, I've been top earner for a while and. I've I've been recognized, but I, I haven't. My pay has not increased. You know, I went up from this to this. I started seven twenty five, and I'm at seven seventy five. You know, in two years. Now, some people, some people are listening to this. Our bosses, for instance. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you. You go. He got a fifty cent raise. He should be grateful. A fifty cent raise? Are you kidding me? A fifty cent raise is like throwing your waiter. $7.25 on a tip. It's a slap in the employee's face. You're telling me your million dollar company can't afford to give an employee who has earned it a $1, a $2, a $3 raise? Any company that's all about their profits and not the people that make the profits, be be mindful of those. Be mindful of those. Because they're also the first company that's going to find someone to replace you. They're going to find someone to replace you. Because they don't want to pay you more. They want somebody that isn't as smart. Isn't as brilliant when it comes to asking for things. That was the first grievance. Was the pay. The second grievance was the hours. Now they're making $7.25, $7.50. But they could only work 3 or 4 hours a night. 
and some of the employees were uh, only getting maybe 12 hours a week. Maybe. And this is where I said, you know, store owners are a figurehead because while I set the schedule, I was able to go in and I could set schedules for the employees. I wanted to give every single one of them 20 hours a week and I had it set up to where every single one of these kids could make 20 hours a week. And those that were seniors and could get out earlier in the day, I gave them more hours and I substituted them during the week so that way on the weekends, I can let them have off because they they go from school to work, right? And they close at night with me. So it makes sense to give them the weekend off because they can refresh, they can enjoy themselves. And the younger ones would get more hours on the weekends because nobody's working. So I could give somebody a full, you know, eight hour, 10 hour shift on the weekend, which is what I tried to do. I did that. I successfully made a schedule where it worked out for everybody. And the only problem with that schedule was I was working 40 hours a week. That was the problem. I needed to work 60 hours a week because I was a store manager. Now, of course, that's not something that we talked about when I first started with the company, that I had to work 60 hours a week. I was, I was a salaried employee. I make a bonus commission off of how well the store did. And I had to work 60 hours a week. Now, because I had to work 60 hours a week, I had to cut back 20 hours on the kids. Is that fair? As, as a leader, no, it's not. As a, as a boss that cares about profits, yes, it is. It's, manip- it's manipulative is what it is. And I remember her and I talking about that, and I said, that's not fair. And I would much rather give up my 20 hours to these guys. And she said, well, that's sorry. I'm sorry, but that's not how that works. You need to be working 60 hours. And so what she would do is while I, while I made a schedule, <laughs> thought I made a schedule while I made a schedule that worked, she would go and change the schedule. See, she had final approval of those schedules. So who got screwed? I did as the store manager. I got, I got screwed. And, uh, Whenever we had a profit loss, a P&L, uh, we had our um, inventory control, um, and uh, we had our um, our inventory checks. We had to do those every quarter. Um, my store was down a negative uh, 1.9, I want to say, on the uh, on inventory, and I was trying to fix that. That was one of the things that we talked about at the very beginning was I needed to fix this because this was a problem, and it needed to be fixed. And I said, well, well, well where is it? And she said, I think it's because it's internal theft, you know, and so, okay, well, I could see <laughs> I mean, I can see eternal theft if you don't if you don't reward you know employees. Everything has a chain reaction, and so I could see that. I was like, well, you know, I I understand, I understand completely where that's coming from, and I think I know how to fix it. And um, so that was our second grievance was uh, was the hours, and the third grievance was no advancement. You know, which kind of goes hand all three of them went hand in hand with with the job. You know, not not a single one of them said they hated working there. Not a single one of them. I think one of them had a grievance with the assistant store manager, um, but we talked that out. Um, me coming in, they understood me. They loved me and adored me because I said, I'm not just going to take your grievances you know, and, and put them in my one, one ear and out the other. I'm going to take them to the district. I'm going to get these things changed. That's my job. That's a store manager. That is my job. And uh, and they were very, you know, you know and, and here's the thing. Um, advancements, you know, in the store, that was, that was the positions, you know, like, uh, part, part-time versus full-time. There's a lot of them that were going and trying to get full-time 
And I saw no reason why they couldn't do full-time. In fact, I offered, when I was there, two of the seniors that were there, they could do it. I offered them full-time. But to them, full-time was 32 hours. Anything less than 32 hours was considered part-time. So what ended up happening was my district manager, while I would give my full-time staff members anywhere from 40 to 45 hours a week because I wanted to get them a little extra overtime. I wanted them to make a little extra money. I would give them 40 to 45 hours extra every time I made a schedule. My district manager would go through and change the schedule up to where my full-timers would only make 32 hours and the rest of the hours that were lost, I had to make up for that. It was it was ridiculous. I remember going to my district manager. This is what really changed uh, me, and I feel bad for this. I feel really bad for this still. Um, I remember going to my district manager, and I remember telling her about these grievances. And the three grievances that I had were not mine. I didn't care about my grievances. I cared about the employees. I cared about the team. The first grievance, which was the pay rates. Her exact words to me were, well, we don't give raises. Don't give raises? What do you mean you don't give raises? She said, that's just company-wide. We don't give raises. He's lucky that he got 50 cents in two years. And I said, you have an outstanding employee who is making $7.50. And you're telling me that you do not want to reward these outstanding employees to continue to drive forward, to continue to do good for your company, for your company's name, for you, for me, for the store. You can't spare a dollar or two dollars on a raise. I'm not asking for five dollars. I'm asking to get him to nine dollars an hour. You know, and she said, well, we just can't do that. I even went as far as saying, take it off of my paycheck. I literally did. I said, these guys deserve it. Take it from my salary. Renegotiate my salary. She wouldn't do that either. The second thing, we're talking about the hours. She said, 32 hours full-time, anything less than that is part-time. Some of these kids, I'm only going to work them maybe 15, maybe 12 hours a week. The rest of them are going to be pick up the slacks. I need you to work 60 to 70 hours a week. And that's when I said, well, I, why am I working 60 to 70 hours a week? I, I'm not being compensated for that. She said, yes, you are. I said, I am? She said, yes, on the store's performance. I said, oh, oh, okay, so let me get this straight. I have to work 70 hours, 80 hours a week maybe, depending on the season and, and, and you know if, if somebody can't come in. I have to work that 70 to 80 hours a week to make up for my store's performance, which in turn I get 30% of whatever the gross revenue was for that month. And while it's, it's three months, it was every quarter. For, for each month, I get 30% of our gross operating profits. Is that what you're telling me? She said, yeah. I said, that's compensation to you? She said, yeah. I said, no, it's not. You know why it's not compensation to me? Because I'm making more money if I were to go and do 20 or 30 hours hourly versus if I went salary and went off this bonus. 30%? 30% of maybe six or 7,000. 30% would be my cut. I was losing money. That made no sense. There was no win-win there. The third was the advancement of positions from part-time to full-time or, you know, different things like an associate manager, you know, or assistant manager, so on and so forth. And she said, and I quote, 
uh, well, we do promotions, but we only do promotions from within. Um, unfortunately, these guys would not be eligible because in order for you to get a promotion, you have to be full-time. And you have to, you know, and all these stipulations. All these stipulations. You know, and, and look, here's the thing. Again, I was in it not for me. I was in it for the we part. Us. Okay? So, we we had a disagreement, and uh, and I think it was like a week later, we had our um, our inventory. And, and here's where I drew the line. I went to work that morning about 7 o'clock in the morning. I didn't leave until about 1, 2 o'clock the next day. And the reason why I didn't leave so late is because the kids would come in, I had them do an inventory, and more importantly, I had them working the floor because... I, it's not that I didn't trust them. It's just that the fact that I came in, I trusted my work and what I did. And I wanted the inventory to be right. I wanted it to be at zero, right? I wanted my inventory to check out. And so I only wanted a few hands in that. I wanted my hand in it. And I want the assistant store manager's hand in it because if the problem before I got there was the assistant store manager, I would know who was stealing or who was, you know, you know, changing numbers out. Right. And so what I did I let the kids have more floor time. I let them get more sales. I let them do all that. My sales that week tanked because of what I did, but I didn't care about my sales. You know, again, something that I, you know, should have learned very, very early on in the stages was uh, if, if you're ever working for a place that worries more about your sales versus your hourly rate, you know, then you've got a problem. That's that's a red flag. It's a big red flag for you. So um, after that day, I came, I was, I was exhausted. And I told the wife, I said, I'm just done. And you know what? I feel bad because I never went back. I never showed back up to my next uh, to my next uh, shift. I just quit. I didn't even give a notice, you know. And what I feel bad about, I don't feel bad about the company. I don't feel bad at all because that's the way they treat their managers. That's the way they treat their employees. And you know what? Shame on them because on their website, it tells us that they treat their employees like family. <laughs> I laugh at that now, I'm sure. Yeah, well, they don't want to tell you, you know, behind the scenes. And if you work for this company and you understand exactly what I'm talking about, by all means, feel free to share this with people. Uh, I worked for that company for less than four months before I decided I'm done. I'm just, I'm done. And I feel bad for the way that I left because of the kids. Yeah, that was a couple years ago. So fast forward, and this is where uh, this is where number two came in. Where you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on. Or I'm sorry, fool me once, shame on you. You know, fool me twice, shame on me. This is where this came in. Um, I was recently laid off in September from this from this job, and 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 the hard thing about this job was I started this company started this company with um, very small group, and uh, we built it from the ground up. And to me, it felt like it was part of me it was it was part of my my vision right i was manipulated i should say you know into thinking this because it really wasn't you know it's never been my vision to be a part of this type of company this type of industry it's never been my vision to to be this type of role to do this right i did it because there was a need there was a need for the company and i filled in every position that you could think of for this company. Uh, and I'm talking about when I first started, I was director of operations. I moved from director of operations to branch manager from branch manager because we were, we were playing some war games and I uh, went from branch manager to chief information officer of the company that I went and worked and, and did other things. Uh, I did, um, uh, I've done human resources for the company. 
um, and went back into operations. So I needed to, I did finance for the company, I did sales and marketing for the company. Um, I've, I've taught classes for the company, uh, in safety. I've taught classes for leadership. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that I did for this company and I put my heart and soul into it because I believed in this company. Um, at one point I believed that, you know, I was going to be a partner, you know, for, for the longest time in this company and I wanted it. And then September hit and I was randomly laid off. It, it was a random supl- surprise for me. I just got back from having COVID. Um, in fact, I had, I went at that morning, it was a Friday morning, September the 10th day that I was got laid off. And, uh, and I went to, um, I went to get my COVID test because in order for me to go back to the office, I had had a negative COVID test. So I said, okay, well, let's go, let's go get a COVID test. I went and got into COVID test and, uh, came back negative and I went to the office and I say, no, two hours later, I was having to clear all my stuff and leave the property, um, because I was being laid off. And the reason why I was being laid off was because, and I quote, this is from the, the owner himself, um, that he was reorganizing the company. And he was eliminating my position and I was no longer needed. And, um, and that was it. That was the reason why. Uh, of course, I could always dig a little deeper. I'm pretty sure there was, there was other reasons. Um, negatively on my work ethic, I think not. Um, definitely do not think so. Um, I think the, the, the biggest reason was uh, he was trying to play it smart and be tactical as he always has been. I was having a baby in October, um, so that was going to take me out of commission. And if he did was going to eliminate my position, he would have moved me into operations, but it would require me to be on call, have my phone on me, and having a kid, especially a newborn in October, and then you got the holidays coming up, it just it just didn't make any sense. So feasibly, it would make more sense to let me go and take on all the responsibilities that I was the, that I was currently doing. It was a major blow to me. And it was also the last straw. It was the last straw. Um, You know, when uh, you'll reach a point in your life where you've been screwed enough to realize that you don't want to be screwed ever again. And that was my number two. That was my number two that happened. Uh, You know, that day I realized that um, when it came down to it, I, I wasn't. I wasn't more important than I thought I was. I, I was I was just a number. I was just a number. And uh to waste and I say waste in a very um very uh professional way. So it wasn't a waste. I learned a lot of stuff, but waste is in time, right? I wasted a lot of time doing things for that company that I don't get back. You know, a lot of this, a lot of this we're going to talk about in lead me, follow me. It's about time. You know, time is precious because guys, we, we have a hundred years, if that on this earth and that's it, that's it. We have a hundred years to make our mark on this earth. And and more importantly, we have a hundred years to make memories. We have a hundred years to enjoy our lives, not enjoy someone else's, someone else's dreams and somebody else's inspirations and, and their aspirations. We have to take care of our own. And that was something that I realized right then and there. You know, it changed me. Prior to that, I used to ask people all the time because I would go in, <laughs> I would go in, and I would be like, um, you know, uh, it, money didn't matter to me, and this is true, money didn't matter to me. Um, I wanted to feel valued. I want to be a part of it. So what I did, I, I just like the guy said, you know, I was a competitive male. I worked sixty, eighty hours a week, 
and I was on salary. I didn't get paid or compensated anything differently. Yeah, every year we got a, a little bit of a bonus. Yeah, every year I was able to do certain things that other people couldn't do. Like I could take some days off and it wouldn't go past my PTO. I could work from home on certain things, but I had to because it, you know, my 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 studio is at home versus at work. I'm not lugging that to work and then coming back. Um, I had a company credit card. I could have used it. I had a company gas card. I could have used it. Um, I didn't unless I needed just for company. I wouldn't even use the company gas card unless like it was for company. You know, like, you know, personal wise, you know, of course, my boss told me even at the first company I worked for that I had a, a gas card uh, and he said, you know, use it for personal. You know, you can fill up your car, your truck if you want to. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. That to me, that's misproportions of, of business. I'm not I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not going to take money from you because it's com- considered a compensation. No, that's that's not compensation to me. To me, that's thievery that I'm taking advantage of the company for personal for personal reasons. It's not my company. You know, I'm not going to do that. You know, and um, so. I wasted a lot of time with that last company that I don't get back. I wasted, you know, countless hours on call, weekends, nights. Uh, I've had fights with my wife because she was upset that I wasn't spending time with her and I was spending so much time with this company. And uh, I had this vision, you know, that was put into my head from the rest of the team of the company that we were going to be, you know, multimillionaires and we were going to do this and we're going to conquer the world and we're going to expand and you know, all these different things. And, and the reality was I, I am an optimistic to a, to a point, but I'm also a realist. And I remember I would I would always be like the brick wall. And that was maybe part of the reason why they got rid of me was I was always a brick wall. But I was a realist. You know, if you want to expand, that's cool. I'm all for expansion, but there's a, there's a right way to do it. And the right way is to get all of your things together first before you decide to expand. You can't just say, well, we have this business. We're just going to take everything we do in this business and put in the next business because what is it that you already have in this business? And more importantly, what is failing in your current business and why is it failing? What are you doing to fix it? Those are the most, most important steps before you can even replicate. And while I was trying to get into that direction, in the job that I was in, the position that I was in, I was always faced with adversity. I was always faced with an obstacle from other people in the company, whether that be uh, the CEO, whether it be somebody else in the company that would always say, you know, well, I need you doing this. I need you working on this. I need you work on that. And so I would, you know, put it back and say, okay, well, I'll work on that later. You know, right now I can't. Right now operations matters. Operations is priority because without operations and people going to work and things, you know, money coming in, I have no salary. We don't get paid. Company doesn't make you know any money, so we 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 falter, we fail, we close doors. That's kind of what happens. And so I, over time, would do that. I would I would uh, I would basically um, make excuses uh, more than anything. I think that I would make excuses of you know putting not the priorities, which priorities were priorities for a reason. So I say all that because there's a lot of stuff that I've learned in my short life. And one of the biggest ones, and this is why I want to put this podcast together for you guys. I want to write this book for you guys because a lot of us are in the exact same boat. You know, do you want to work your nine to five job for the rest of your life or do you want financial independence? If the answer is you want financial independence without working nine to five, without working for somebody else, then good. It was this day that I realized the difference between a job and doing what you love. And I'm not even going to put a career in there. Because a job and career could be misconstrued for the exact same thing. Most times a job is just an hourly, you know, nine to five or whatever you're working. It's an hourly job. Whereas career is a salary job and it has more benefits and there's there's more of a 
professional identification in the industry. So that's why we call it a career. But they're really honestly the same thing if you look at it. And then you have what you want to do. What do you want to do? Do you want to start your own business? What is it that you want to do? What is what is your dreams and what are your aspirations? So I implore you between today and tomorrow, think about that. Think about your aspirations and what you want to accomplish in your life. Or is your current situation and your work life, is it working towards what you want to do or is it bringing you further away? And I don't want you to think about money because everybody always thinks about money. They always are like, well, in order for me to start my own job, I, I need the extra money. True. You can also get a loan. So don't think about that. Don't think about money. I want you to think about why is it that you're doing it? What is your why? Why are you there? I realized when I got laid off why people say it's just a job. <laughs> it's it, it's funny how in my 28 years up to this point, in my 28 years of life, I never looked at a job as just being a job. When it was a job, I gave it my all. I gave it 110%. I never asked for the additional 10%. I never asked for the additional incentive, but I was owed it. But I never got it. So I realized why people say it's just a job. Because at the end of the day, if it's not something that you're passionate about, if it's not something that you want to do, then it is just a job. I'll never forget, and these are the last words I'm going to say for today, and then we're going to wrap up the episode, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Um, one of the greatest things my father told me, rest his soul, and he passed away in 2018, but I'll always remember this, and I'll pass this on to you. My father, when I first left my first company, um, the way that I did, um, the reason I left was because him and I had a conversation one day. I came home from work, and I was I was frustrated. I think it was the same day. <laughs> I think it was the same day that the boss told me that. I came home from work and just frustrated. My dad, could he could tell. He could tell I was angry. I was mad. I was frustrated. I was upset, you know, and all these things together. That was actually the first time, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first time I had a beer, and I smoked at the exact same time in front of my dad. I'd never smoked in front of my dad. I actually don't smoke. But I was so stressed and frustrated that I asked my dad for his lighter and I took out a uh, cigarillo because I don't smoke cigarettes. But I took out a cigarillo and I lit one up and I started smoking right in front of him. And he knew. <laughs> he knew. He was like, wow, that bad, huh? And uh, here's this uh, 70-year-old, um, 69, 70-year-old man. And him and I talked and about work. And this is before I made a decision that I was going to quit. And the nail in the coffin was, well, son, you have your whole life to figure things out. But if you're going to waste your time in figuring it out, you don't get that back. If you love what you do, you will never feel like you work a day in your life. That is the difference between stress and passion. Stress, you're always feeling it because it's not something that you're passionate about. It's not something that you want to do. It's stressful to you. You working long hours a day at a retail job. Why are you stressed out? Because you don't care about the retail job. You're there just to make money. But you wish they wouldn't put you in so many hours. You wish that you didn't work all those hours. You wish that other people would take on more responsibilities. You wish that you would be compensated accordingly because you're taking on extra shifts and you're doing extra things. And the boss and the management that are there don't care. They don't care. 
They don't say thank you. They expect it from you. Passion. When you're doing something and you, you're okay to work 50 or 60 hours on your passion because it's yours. If you own a business, it's your passion. And for those business owners that are listening in on this, I want to I make sure this is perfectly clear to you. If you're not doing this already, you need to. Don't treat your employees like you treat yourself. I'm going to say that again. Don't treat your employees like you treat yourself. Your employees are not you. Your employees don't have the same drives and ambitions as you. It's not their business. It's yours. It's not their dream. It's yours. At the end of the day, win or lose, it's your business. Whether you have employees or you don't have employees. If you don't have employees, obviously it makes your life a lot harder because you got to do everything. But if you do have employees, make life easier for them. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you need somebody to take extra shifts, you take them. Give your employees a rest. You should always treat your employees so good that they don't want to go anywhere else. They want to feel like it's a family. They want to feel like they can grow with you. They want to feel like it's part of, you know, it's not an ends to means. It's something that's almost like uh, another additional income, right? If you're not a business owner but you want to be a business owner, if you want, if your drive and passion is to open up your own business, to do your own thing, don't lose sight of that vision. Don't lose sight of that passion. Don't lose that dream. You may not be able to accomplish it right now. Maybe you are working the job, right? Maybe you're working a job and you feel like it's a job and you treat it like it's a job. I, I applaud you. I, I, I applaud you. <laughs> I completely applaud you and applaud you as well because you're, you, you got the concept before I did. Do you do extra stuff? Not unless you're compensated, right? I imagine you have that mindset. Not unless I'm, I'm being paid for it. Good mindset. I wish I had that mindset beforehand because I didn't. I do now. I feel kind of bad having that mindset in some cases, but it's true. Your time is valuable. Remember that. Your time is valuable. It's something we're going to talk about tomorrow's episode is your time. And how valuable it can be. And there are plenty of examples. I'm going to play a clip tomorrow for it. Um, we're going to have a whole episode about your time. And how you can spend your time. But my biggest thing that I'm going to leave you with today. Is that if you are not happy. Doing what you love. That is stress. But. If you love it. If you love what you do. You're passionate about it. Then you never feel like you work a day in your life. It's as simple as that. Well, thank you guys for being here, listening to the podcast. My name is West, a.k.a. Ryan. You can call me either one. And you're listening to the Lead Me, Follow Me podcast. We'll be back again tomorrow, 6 a.m., bright and early, Central Standard Time, 7 a.m., Eastern Standard Time. Hopefully, I can see you guys there. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you like this podcast, be sure to follow us uh, on all the networks, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Make sure you share this podcast as well. We're on Twitter. We'll be on Facebook here shortly today. Uh, And then we're also going to have our YouTube up as well. Hope to see you guys on Friday as well, which we'll have our live videos on Fridays, our live podcast on Fridays. And hopefully, we'll have a couple guests on the show. If you would like to be a guest with us on the show, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. You can DM us on Twitter uh, and we'll respond back to you. Again, thank you guys so much for being here. My name is West. Lead me, follow me.
the I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. This episode is made possible by PwC. The future calls for digital transformation you can trust. That's why the new equation is business-led and cloud-forward, using secure technologies to drive tax-efficient solutions for today and tomorrow. It's how people and technology work together to transform transformation. See how the new equation is building trust and security with the latest tech at thenewequation.com.